October 31st, 2022 could be the most important day in the financial lives of millions of people with federal student loans. And in this episode, we're going to tell you why. Let's get started. From Escape Student Loan Debt, it's the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast, a show for established professionals whose student loan payments or loan balances are impacting their marriage, their business, their credit, or their dream of achieving homeownership. Tax filings, family planning, insurance needs, purchasing your home, business funding, they're all impacted by your student loans. Learn from a best-in-class 14-year financial pro who has helped professionals get eight figures of student loan debt forgiven, reduced, reorganized, or expedited. I'm Brenton Harrison, and this is the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. Hello, this is Brenton Harrison of Escape Student Loan Debt and your host for the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. We're here today to talk about some of the extremely limited opportunities available to those who are pursuing or should be pursuing forgiveness under the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Now, many of you who are listening to this are very familiar with the concept of public service loan forgiveness, but just in case there's somebody who isn't, public service loan forgiveness is a forgiveness program for those who are working for a nonprofit or government entity while also repaying their federal student loan debt. In the last episode, we talked about income-driven repayment plans. And a big part of those plans is there's the possibility that you could be paying a payment that's not large enough to pay off your loan in a given period of time. And thankfully, under those plans, after 20 or 25 years, any remaining balances are forgiven. Now, that's one element of income-driven repayment plans, but public service loan forgiveness takes that a step further. For those who are paying their loans while working for a nonprofit or government entity and meeting the other requirements of this plan, and that's a very important thing to put a pin in, they have to be meeting the other requirements of these plans. These eligible borrowers can have their loans forgiven after 10 years of payments instead of 20 or 25. So you are literally, in some cases, cutting your repayment period by more than 50% by pursuing public service loan forgiveness as an eligible borrower. Now, that seems like a really cool thing. Hey, I can pay my loans for 10 years, and no matter what my balance is, I can have it forgiven in full. But in practice, it's been much harder for borrowers to have their loans forgiven under this program than in theory. You have people telling you to pursue it, but then you see things online about how over 99% of applicants have had their applications for public service loan forgiveness denied. And then when that happens, you hear people start to whisper and then they start to talk strongly and then they start to yell that this program doesn't work. Well, it does work. We've had borrowers that we've worked with successfully navigate the program and have their loans forgiven under PSLF. But the reason that 99% of the people have their applications denied are in some cases bad timing and in other cases, a misunderstanding of the rules of that program. It's not just as simple as, hey, I work for a nonprofit or government entity and I pay my loans back for 10 years until I have them forgiven. See, there are technically three rules that you have to have in place for every single payment in order to have it count towards your 10 years of service. The first is you have to be working what's called full-time equivalent hours for a nonprofit or government entity. Step two is that you have to be paying back these loans using an income-driven repayment plan like the ones we discussed in the last episode. 
It wasn't an accident that we covered that in the last episode. You have to be using one of those payment plans for every single month that you want credit towards your 10 years of service. And then lastly, you have to be paying loans that are direct loans. Again, there's no accident of us covering the history of federal student loan debt and the different loan programs that were available for federal borrowers. If you recall from that episode, we talked about how there was the Guaranteed Student Loan Program, and as a part of that program, they issued Federal Stafford Loans, or FFEL loans. And then we covered that there were direct loans that came direct from the Department of Education. Well, the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program only forgives direct loans that were being repaid using an income-driven repayment plan by a borrower who worked full-time equivalent hours for an eligible nonprofit or government entity. Now, here's the rub. If you did not have all three of those rules in place at the time you made a payment, it didn't count. This is why so many people have had their applications denied. They found out that they were paying back the right type of loan, but they were using the wrong repayment plan or they were using the wrong repayment plan and they had the wrong type of loan, even though they had the right type of employer. It doesn't matter what that mix is. If any element of it is missing, it didn't count. So that makes what I'm about to tell you even bigger in terms of how huge it could be in the financial lives of people listening to this episode. Earlier this year, the Biden administration announced the creation of a limited public service loan forgiveness waiver. And that waiver essentially turned the program on its head and said, until October 31st, 2022, we want you to throw all the rules that you know about public service loan forgiveness out the window. And what we're going to allow you to do for those who are working for an eligible employer while repaying their loans, we're going to give you the option of having any payment that you've made counted towards your 10 years of service. This means that if you made a late payment, which typically wouldn't count, it now counts. If you made a partial payment, which typically wouldn't count, it now counts. If you made a payment towards the wrong repayment plan, which typically wouldn't count, it now counts. They even made some allowances for people who had extended periods of deferment or forbearance, where even in periods where they weren't making a payment at all, there are some allowances to have these months added to their 10-year requirement. And lastly, which we'll cover after the break how to get this applied, borrowers who had the wrong loans in the first place, which typically could not even be wiped away in public service loan forgiveness, even they can find a way to have these payments counted towards their total. I can personally tell you that I've met with people since this limited waiver was announced, where prior to these changes, under the old rules, they would have had maybe two, three years worth of service that counted towards their 10 years under public service loan forgiveness. And now they have an opportunity until October 31st to reapply for credit. That will mean they are already to their 10 years and will have hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans wiped away. It is that big of a deal. You could be a couple applications away from having no credit versus five years of credit or six years of credit or having two years of credit versus having loans forgiven almost at the snap of your fingers. You just have to know how to make sure that you're eligible. And after the break, we're going to tell you how to make sure that every payment that can be counted until October 31st is counted before the deadline expires. This is the Escape Student Loan Death Podcast. A show for established professionals whose student loan payments or loan balances are impacting their marriage, their business, their credit, or their dream of achieving home ownership. We'll be right back. 
Are you interested in learning the tools and techniques we use to get student loans forgiven, reduced, reorganized, or expedited? Well, great news. We're currently updating our flagship course, Escape Student Loan Debt, to reflect the current changes in the student loan landscape. To stay up to date on the launch of the course and opportunities to sit in on our live recording sessions, head to EscapeStudentLoanDebt.com and join our email list now. You're listening to the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast. Subscribe now at EscapeStudentLoanDebt.com. Welcome back. Before the break, I gave a nice teaser on how to make your payments count as a part of the limited public service loan forgiveness waiver. Now we're going to give you the full deal to make sure your application isn't weighed, measured, and left wanting, which is a nice tale reference for those of you who picked up on that. So here's how you're going to make sure that you get the credit that you can get for this limited period of time. Let's assume that you have the following elements in place. You have the right type of loan, which is a direct loan. You have the right employer, and those two things are working in your favor. All you would need to do is download a form called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Employment Certification Form. We're going to put a link to this form in the show notes of this episode. And when you download that form, you're going to fill it out. You're going to have to have your employer sign it and you're going to sign it and you're going to submit it to your loan servicer. There are a number of steps that are going to take place after that. But for now, just know if you have the right type of loan and the right employer, All you have to do is fill out that form verifying your employment and the rest of the process will start from there. And as a part of that process, they will go through the history of your payments while working for those eligible employers to give you credit for payments that wouldn't have counted in the past, but now count under the waiver. If you've had multiple employers during this period of time that are eligible as nonprofits or government entities, you have to have a form filled out for each and every one of those employers for which you want credit. But now let's assume that you had the right employers, but you have the wrong type of loan. Maybe you had a Perkins loan that came from the National Defense Student Loan Program. Maybe you had an FFEL or a Stafford loan that came from the Guaranteed Student Loan Program, which are typically not eligible under public service loan forgiveness. Well, in the past, what would happen is you would be able to do what's called a direct consolidation application where you took all of those ineligible loans and you put them under the new umbrella of what's called a direct consolidation loan. Now, that direct consolidation loan would be eligible for public service loan forgiveness, but historically, once you consolidated that loan into a new loan, you would lose all prior credit. So if you had been working at an eligible employer, but paying them on the wrong loans for eight years and decided to consolidate, you would lose those eight years of payment history and you would be starting your pursuit towards public service loan forgiveness at month one, which was a hugely negative deal that has tripped up a number of borrowers over the course of time. Under the waiver, however, any payments that you made while working for the eligible employers towards ineligible loans will still count once they've been consolidated. They do not wipe away your prior payment history. This is great because now if you've been paying on an FFEL loan for eight years and you consolidate into a direct loan, you still have your eight years. You just need the two years more to have your loans forgiven under public service loan forgiveness. But if you have these loans, you do have to consolidate. So for those in need, you can go direct to studentaid.gov and you can fill out a direct consolidation loan application, a link for which we'll put in the show notes as well. 
And when they ask you to pick your loan servicer for your newly consolidated loan, you're going to select Mohila because Mohila is the only loan servicer that actually processes applications for public service loan forgiveness. So it's a tremendous deal for those who have ineligible loans, but I would encourage people who have multiple loans that are all direct loans to consolidate their loans as well. And here's why. Another wrinkle in this program is that when you consolidate a loan and you have multiple loans, when it comes to the credit they will give you towards public service loan forgiveness, they will apply credit to the oldest loan. Let's say that you went to school in multiple increments and you had a loan that you took out in 2008, a loan that you took out in 2013, a loan that you took out in 2017. Well, you might be thinking that loan that I took out in 2017, I have to pay on that for 10 years and I won't have it forgiven until 2027. But the loan that you've been paying on since 2008 could already be eligible for public service loan forgiveness. And as a part of this waiver, if you consolidate those loans into one loan, they will give the new loan credit as if it has been repaid since 2008. There are so many things and so many wrinkles that you could potentially benefit from if you're a borrower who's pursuing public service loan forgiveness, but you have to make sure that you take action before October 31st. So we're going to have some downloadables and some guides that will help you navigate this process because time is wasting. But if you don't stumble across this until October 29th or 30th or 31st, you can still do it on the day, but you need to make sure that you take action and you do so swiftly. I'll see you next episode. From Escape Student Loan Debt, this was the Escape Student Loan Debt Podcast, a show for established professionals whose student loan payments or loan balances are impacting their marriage, their business, their credit, or their dream of achieving homeownership.